not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. We're basically going to have to win. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive. One point to the good. And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. Yeah! NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. All right, race fans. Let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the dirt tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everyone. Welcome to Thursday night edition of the Rowdy Maglot Show. And guys, uh, good show tonight. Got the uh, top ten uh, drivers here. Uh, we'll listen to them talk about uh, the top ten dr- uh, cup, not cup drivers, but truck drivers. And they'll be racing this weekend, which is Friday the eleventh at uh, Lucas Oil Raceway, guys. Uh, Looks like it's going to be a double header with Arkham Menard series, and that race will be at nine. The truck race will be at nine Eastern time on FS1. So, guys, what we're going to do this tonight? I guess we're going to go. Uh, we're going to start off with our top ten from the ten. We're going to start at tenth. Uh, let's let's listen. Let's start with Matt Kraft. All right, we have now been joined by Matt Kraft. And Matt, thank you so much for spending some time with us here this afternoon. Um, We're going to go straight into questions for you. Just a reminder, if you have a question for Matt, please raise your hand within the Zoom platform or type us a chat. We're going to try to get to as many questions as we can in the time that we have with Matt. So we ask kindly that you please keep your questions to one question each. If we have extra time, we'll circle back. Um, We're going to go ahead and kick things off with Bob Pockers. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, Matt, I'm curious, what has the crew chief changed? Um, what has it done for you, your performance, and what do you think it means for the playoff? That's gonna be, it's going to be a good thing. Um, Jared was with the team, the 88 team, when we won all three of our championships. We won a lot of racing together. He was always the truck chief back then with Junior. So um, to have him back and being the leader of the group, I'm ecstatic about it because he knows – what I like and what I don't like. And it's just jumping back in with somebody that you know so well. All right. We'll take our next question from Rob Johnson. Go ahead, Rob. Thanks, Samantha. Thanks for joining us today, Matt. Matt, you're the most recent back-to-back NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion. So how special would it be for you to, you know, start a new streak here in your latest era in the NASCAR Truck Series? It'd be awesome to be able to do that. Um, especially be able to make it where Zane can't do it at the end of the day. I mean, I hate that for Zane, but uh, to say that we were all the only ones to be able to do that so far in the, in the Craftsman Truck Series, that's definitely an honor. So Zane will definitely be one of the tough ones to make sure we, he don't get it. Thank you. So next to Mitchell Brewer. 
Matt, how much do you think being the veteran of the series and especially in the playoffs, do you think that has an advantage going into the next stretch of races? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's always good to have have won championships and won races before. It's definitely a different pressure when you're racing for a championship. I mean, there's a lot on your shoulders, a lot on your mind each and every week that we could even essentially mess it up and knock ourselves out of the deal. So, And it's only three races, so you have to be very good and very precise with every move you make. Thank you. Next question will come from Brian Mino. Hello, Matt. Brian Mino for Victory Lake Network Argentina. Matt, the Milwaukee Mile returns to NASA track where you had the opportunity to race on that a racetrack. What do you think of that comeback that uh, after 40 years? 40 years? Um, I don't know. It's been that long since it's been there, but uh, it, it's, it's definitely going to be a plus for us knowing that we've been there before. I've been there before. And the place is very, very different. Uh, it's very flat mile racetrack and look forward to going to it just for one thing. I mean, of having the seat time there and it's a Menards territory. There's a lot of Menards buildings and a lot of Menards shops and be able to do shopping there as well. Thank you and good luck in the playoff. Thank you. We'll go next to John Newby. Go ahead, John. Thank you. So Matt, you've obviously been in the playoffs a bunch of times. You've achieved a bunch of success. With some of the newer guys kind of making their debut this year, do you expect any of them to get over their skis at all as they're just kind of dealing with that added mental pressure? Oh, it's definitely be harder on them without a doubt, just because they haven't had that pressure before. And, and I've been in the playoff situation quite a few different times and won the championships as well. So that's definitely going to be a lot weight on the shoulders. Perfect. Thank you. I'll go back to Rob. Matt, I was just thinking, you know, you have really evolved as a young driver from your mid-20s to now your late 40s, you know. How would you describe your evolution as a driver in the truck series when you think about the different competitors you've battled throughout the years? Oh, it's it's been incredible to think that I was the young guy at one point racing against all the older veterans, and now I'm one of the older veterans. Um, and it's definitely been an interesting to watch the evolution of different drivers coming through the truck series. Thanks so much again. Are there any additional questions for Matt? All right, Matt, thanks so much. Thank you, appreciate it. All right, guys, Matt Kraft in there, uh, truck series champion. Another guy, here's another guy who's in ninth place right now. Uh, race Cup, back in trucks right now. Silly season has him going to a car, so we never know. Matt Benedetto. All right. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the playoffs this season. We're excited to have you. Before we go to ask questions, um, just talk a little bit about your team's journey to this point and what, what you are looking forward to the most as you guys um, participate in the playoffs this season. Man, I'm I'm just it's so rewarding for the whole team and so proud. It's taken it's taken everybody to take uh, this team in its third year in existence to be you know, making a run in the playoffs, which is so awesome. And Rackley Roofing should be so proud. I mean, they've, they've poured in so much uh, to make this happen. Curtis Sutton um, and Willie Allen are our two, two owners of the race team. And, gosh, it's been, it's been so neat to, to see the progress. 
of the team and proud of it. And I know, um, you know, we, we, we had a little bumpy start to the, the season and we really had to regroup and get together and focus on consistency and man, did our, our team escalate, you know, execute on that. And we had six top tens in a row and dug ourselves out of a little bit of a hole from some mishaps and um, some failures and little things early in the season. And gosh, it's been nothing but upward trajectory from there and, and a team coming together and obviously at, at the right time too, coming in the playoffs. All right, we'll now go to questions from the media. To kick us off, we'll go to John Newby. Go ahead, John. Thank you. So kind of following up on that trajectory question, I mean, you have no experience in the truck playoffs, but you have experience from the Cup Series playoffs, so you've dealt with that super high level of stress. So, you know, approaching these times, how do you think that you can kind of take this team and help it move forward? Yeah, you know, you're you're nothing without the people around you, just like an NFL quarterback and all of us, you know, all his team, coach, and everybody around you. And NASCAR's, you know, no different than that. So it's it definitely takes takes everybody around us to um, to make this to make this all go around and to make it happen. But yeah, I'm I'm also really fortunate as a driver and for, you know personally to have had that that experience in the Cup Series and to have run in the in the playoffs in the Cup Series. And you know, I think um, and I've been you know just learned a lot in life and I've been humbled a lot in life in the last few years. And I appreciate, you know, all of this and everything a lot more. And, and I think that experience and, you know, what I've learned is, is going to help me um, and our team all collectively to go into it with, uh, like you said, there's a lot of stress and it can be, you know, very, um, a lot of pressure and all involved, but to kind of tune all of that out and go into it with, uh, with nothing other than a good, calm, cool, collected, focused attitude, focused inwardly on ourselves, our race, you know, our team and maximizing our days, just, just like any other race that we go to, not making mistakes, not letting the pressure and, oh man, it's playoff time and all that uh, lead to mistakes and, you know, emotions getting high in the truck, I, you know, uh, you got to cut that stuff out, and so that's kind of where my head's at going into it. Where I'm really thankful to uh, to be. God, I feel like an old man in the truck series compared to some of these young guys. Uh, but I'm thankful for that experience, and and always got to stay a student of the game. Perfect. Thank you, Matt. All right. Our next question. We'll go to Rob. Go ahead, Rob. Thanks, Amanda. Good to see you again, Matt. Good question for you. With you being in the playoffs, I'm I'm pretty sure you've got the chance to say, okay, if I can get to the round of eight. Bristol's on there. I'm excited about that. I mean, how big would it be for you to get through this first round and then have a chance to possibly win at your favorite track and also a track that means so much to your team? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that I, I love me some Bristol Motor Speedway and uh, need some redemption there. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of a one-step-at-a-time guy and check off each goal at a time, which we, we did check off box number one, which was make the playoffs. But next, you know, in the, in the short side of view is just focus on making it to that round of eight, whether it's consistency and, and good points and outperforming the others or going and preferably, of, of course, you know, just winning one of these things and advancing. But um, to your point, you know, us as a team – I know we have grown a lot and overcome a lot and, you know, turned a lot of heads, especially at the latter part of this year, showing our progress and our strength as a team and our consistency. But truly, um, you know, I believe we can make it to the final four. I really do. I know there's a lot of circumstances that fall in line and there's a lot of fast trucks that we're up against, but, but everybody's seen the growth and progress of our team and everything that Rackley and this group has poured in and Chevrolet, uh, how, how serious everyone has taken this. 
and I'm really proud of that. So truly, especially looking at the schedule and the tracks that are in this uh, in the playoffs, they really there's a lot that fall into our wheelhouse, and I'm really excited about the closing part of the season. Sounds good. Best of luck, my friend. Thanks, Rob. All right, our next question will go to Mitchell Brewer. Go ahead, Mitchell. Matt, with um with your team, Rackley Ware, obviously this is their first time in the playoffs as well. What's it mean to you to come into this team and bring them not only a win last year, but now give them a chance at going for that championship? Man, it's huge, and I'm again, I'm I'm nothing without these guys. I'm nothing without Rackley Roofing, uh, all the support. I mean, I have a, a a full sponsor behind me that believes in me and supports me, and a race team that's behind me 100%. And we're all behind each other 100%. So it, it means so much, you know. Not only that. That win at Talladega, getting the the team's first win last year, was for Rackley War was so special that I mean my team owner was was in tears. You know that's how special it is and how uh, proud that that we are of of how much growth this team's had. I mean before I came here, I I think they only had maybe a top ten or something and look at where the team's at now and it's all it's a group effort. It's definitely not just me. It's everybody and it's been a lot of hard work. So. All that hard work has uh, paid off, and it's been really special um, for us to get into the playoffs and, and checking off a lot of you know big accomplishments for a team only in their third year in existence. And, and I always like to shoot big, and uh, we're not here to do anything else other than compete and be the best that we can possibly be. And so we're on a good string of consistency and growth as a team, and we're just going to keep that trajectory going upward and close out the season strong. And I, I really think we can continue to turn – a lot of heads and I'd like to go win um, and go and make it to that final four because I, I truly believe we can. Thanks, Steve. All right. Our next question will go to Bob Hawkers and then after Bob, we'll go to Dominic. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, Matt, I'm curious. You've been trying to make playoffs in various series for so long. Are you nervous about this? Are you in a, you know, you talk joked about being old guys. So are you just kind of like, okay, I'm confident and, and not a lot of nerves. Uh, I would say confident and excited and, and not a lot of nerves. And the reason I, I say that is because I'm just pumped because it's like, heck, yeah, we got a points reset, man. We're in the game now. So we had early in the season, we had to climb out of a hole and uh, and dig deep and get to where we, we are and made it, you know, points our way into the playoffs. But now we got a reset and we're we're in the ball game. Our team's coming together at the right time. So I have really not much other than excitement. And as far as the nerves and such, um, I, I think, I try and tune that stuff out because I think when you start letting those doorways in um, to your life and letting those nerves in and spirit of anxiety and all these things, I, I think it, you know, it, it starts affecting a lot outwardly. So it takes a lot of discipline, but, you know, life's taught me a lot and I um, try and keep that stuff tuned out and just focus on the excitement and opportunity that we have at hand. All right. Our next question will go to Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Hello, Matt. You, it's your first Trucks playoff appearance. What expectation do you have for this playoff? Yeah, you know, I, I'd say expectations are, you know, setting goals. I definitely wouldn't want to – I want to have a good string of these first few races um, and do not want to get knocked out in the first round. Got to have a shot at making that final four. Um, but I, I definitely would expect to make it into that next round and use our experience and – um, our growth as a team to our advantage and our strengths and make it to that round eight. Uh, but expectations, though, I, I 
I know there's two different ways we could look at it. People could look at it like, oh, Rackley War, they're a little bit of the underdogs, and, um, you know, hopefully they make it to the next round. You can set the bar there, but I'm not setting the bar there. I'm truly intending uh, to make it to the championship four because I believe in our team. I believe in the progress and everything that Chevrolet has been pouring into, you know, helping us with and Rackley roofing. It's There's been a ton of effort poured into all this to continue this upward trajectory. So uh, expectations, man, I I, I, I want to make it to the final four. And I, I know that we can, even though, yes, we are a, a newer, you know, it's only a third year for the team. And it's amazing what this team's accomplished in such a short time, but I know we can do it. Thank you, and good luck in the playoff, Matt. Thank you. All right, Bob, did you have a follow-up? No, I don't. Thank you. Okay. And, Matt, finally, before we let you go, um, for um, our affiliates in the Nashville area, obviously your team is based near Nashville, Tennessee. Thor Sport has a similar setup, not being in the hub of Charlotte. Do you think looking, um, you know, into the playoffs that that is – or could be a, um, you know, positive for your team that you're a little bit, um, you know, in a way on your own there into the seat? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question because um, there's pros and cons to it for sure. I would say, uh, you know, the, the cons are it's a little bit tough being, you know, that, that distance away from basically the hub of where everything is race team wise and where we get a lot of our um, support bodies done and things here in North Carolina. But uh, the pro of it, is we we have a our team's like a family i mean it's truly a family and it's a very tight-knit group and we are out there in centerville tennessee and it's one group and we feel like one one little family that's tackling this journey together so uh so i think that element of it is is really special and and neat building this program out of centerville tennessee there are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left well not just any track we're basically gonna have to win daytona a last chance to keep playoff hopes alive. One point to the good. And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. Yeah! NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. All right, guys. Hey, look for Daytona Tom and I at Watkins Glen next weekend, and we'll be back down for the uh, Coke Sugar-Free 400, and Captain Dave will be joining us there. But um, we got our next guest was the Arkmenards Series champion last year, and he's running uh, eighth in points, and that's Nick Sanchez. Had a lot of success in ARCA last year. Is there one particular area from ARCA or one lesson from ARCA that you've really incorporated this season that you can continue to use in the playoffs? Uh, I, I really wouldn't say uh, in the playoffs it's going to pertain just because the points championship's so different. I feel like racing points from start to finish last year kind of helped me in the regular season, but I think uh, in, in in the postseason that uh, at least this format, it's it's quite different. Um, I, I really wouldn't take anything from, from that championship and apply it here. I'm going to take our next question from Rob Johnson. Go ahead, Rob. Thanks, Samantha, and thanks for joining us today, Nick. Nick, as a rookie, it must be really special for you to know that your first season you've been going for wins, and now you're in the playoffs. How special would it be to not only win your first truck race, but also potentially win your first truck championship as a young racer? Yeah, you know, I think I think that would be amazing. And, you know, obviously I've been close many times this year, but I feel like 
if there's a time to get it done, it's, it's definitely now. Um, and I know that win would, would be multiplied times 10 because I'd advance the next round. And, you know, if it's in the round of eight, I'd go to the championship round. So I think it's a really unique format. Um, but I think, I think that would be amazing to, uh, you know, hopefully get a win here in the playoffs and compete for a championship at Phoenix. Sounds good. Thanks so much. We'll go next to Mitchell Brewer. Go ahead, Mitchell. Nick, as you enter the playoffs here in your first season, what do you think is the area that you guys need to improve the most on in these next stretch races? Um, I think the area that I I need to improve on is just execution from start to finish in a race. You know, usually we qualify amazing, um, top three most of the time, but I feel like you, you kind of got to keep that up uh, regardless of how the race plays out or strategy. You, you have to find, you have to find a way to be there at the end. So I think that's going to be the emphasis I'm going to put on these next uh, seven races, honestly, just, you know, kind of invert, hopefully inverting my race, you know, uh, finishing, finishing where I started. So I think that's the area as a driver I want to improve on. And uh, I think also aggression. You know, I think as a rookie, I don't want to say I've been pushed around a little bit, but um, you know, I've definitely been used up a good bit. Um, and part of that's just me trying to be cautious, um, knowing my points position, but I feel like uh, at least where I am now, you know, it, it's the playoffs, you know, I have nothing to lose. So I think just ramp that aggression up a little bit and, you know, start, start making uh, more aggressive moves to, to hold position or advanced position. Thank you. We'll go next to John Newby. Thank you. So Nick, earlier today, Ty was talking about how, this is an extremely strong field from top to bottom. I was curious how you feel you guys kind of stack up, especially as you're pre- preparing for your first, you know, truck playoff run. Yeah. You know, I think it is a very strong field from top to bottom, you know, week by week, you really don't know who's going to, who's going to be in a victory lane. But I think as far as raw speed goes, I would put us up there right with 11 week, week by week um, as the fastest trucks and qualifying, you know, and just the fastest on speed. Um, and I think, you know, part of what you see in that, uh, is, you know, truck, you know, I have a really fast truck, but, uh, I think once we get to the race, sometimes I don't, I don't necessarily know right from wrong. Um, you know, uh, usually I've qualified on pole a good bit, you know, I, I go out, get a lead and then I lose it in a restart and that's the first time I've experienced dirty air. So, um, knowing that, uh, I think knowing that I have a fast truck is need to put a big emphasis on closing out, closing out races. And uh, I think once me and my team could accomplish that, I feel like we're going to be very at the, at the top echelon of the field as far as uh, the shot to win and a shot at the title. Cool. Thank you. Take our next question from Brian Mino. Go ahead, Brian. Thanks, Samantha. Hello, Nick. Brian Mino for Victory Lane Network, Argentina. It's your first season in trucks and your first appearance in the playoffs. What's our expectation for the rest of the season? Yeah, thank you. Um, I think my my expectation for the rest of the season is just to compete for wins and ultimately, you know, get to Phoenix. But I feel like the rest of the season, I want to treat it. I want to treat every race as its own season. Uh, not really worry about points too much. Not really worry about, um, you know, the end goal Phoenix. Just, you know, live in the moment and take a race by race. But I think for me, it's just, at this point, just competing for wins. That's the only thing that I haven't done this year, uh, win. So I, I feel like 
race by race. I just want to put myself in position at the end to, to be there in advance. Nick, thank you, and good luck in the playoff. Thank you. All right, are there any additional questions for Nick? All right, Nick, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. And good luck in the playoff. All right, guys. Our next next uh, driver is going to be uh, Ben Rhodes. He is a Craftsman Series champion, so he knows how to get the job done. Uh, Ben's a great competitor, guys. A, you know, good role model. I've got you. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um, obviously, a big day. On deck for you today as you guys navigate the NASCAR Media Day playoff schedule. Um, tell us a little bit before we go to media for questions, um, a little bit about how your morning has been and what you're looking forward to the most about the playoffs this year. Yeah, morning's been good. Started earlier than these North Carolina people. Uh, I still live in Kentucky, so caught my flight this morning at five something and got a nice breakfast, chilled out, and yeah, we're here with everybody. It's fun coming to this because. Um, I don't really interact with folks that are I race against much, you know, my competitors uh, outside of the racetrack. Uh, this is one of those few occasions, but um, it's been good. It's been good. A lot of a lot of cool things they have planned for us today. All right, we're now going to go to questions. Friendly reminder: if you have a question, raise your hand within the Zoom platform. We'll get to as many questions as we can. And to kick us off, we'll go on to we'll go to John Newby. Go ahead, John, with your question for Ben. Thank you. So Ben, after you won at Charlotte, you talked about how your folks the rest of the season would be trying to get some playoff points because you were concerned about only having, you know, one stage win. I know you weren't able to achieve that. So, you know, what's your approach now as the playoffs are set to begin? Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't good. Was it? We were supposed to try to finish third or second in the regular season standings. We were, we were going for that more than anything to try to get those bonus points because, you know, second or third, that's a guarantee where, it's always hard to know what's going to happen during a race to get the win, especially if you're sacrificing stage wins. So since Charlotte, we were able to get one stage win. So only one bonus point didn't really do us any good. Um, I mean, it might do us good. I, I've, I've made it into the next round on one point before, but as far as our efforts trying to go for second or third in the regular season championship, it didn't do us any good. We came up short. So uh, that's on me, though. The last race at Richmond, we had an opportunity. I, I made a mistake with that commitment line violation. If I had not had that, we probably could have uh, got those bonus points. But our focus now is, is simply just advancing the next round, top five. My crew chief, Brian Ross, came up with basically a stat sheet that shows, on average, where you have to finish each race in order to make it to the next round. So uh, he's really good at mapping out an overall game plan and living by some math and some stats, which is good. I think there's a lot of um, stuff that we can, you know, do and abide by that little stat sheet. So, um, but a lot of it's common sense too. And a lot of it happens so fast because it's racing that, you know, we all know what the right thing to do is, but can you do it when time comes down to it? Right. That's, that's the hard mm -hmm. part. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Our next question will go to Rob with the podium finish. Go ahead, Rob. Thanks, Amanda. And thanks for joining us, Ben. You know, as a past champion in the truck series, how much does that experience help out knowing that you've been there, you've been to the Phoenix finale, you've won and you finished second last year. How valuable is it going to be for this year's competition? Uh, it takes the pressure off for sure. But, you know, 
that that goes so far. It only can go so far, right? You you can't make up with experience um, a slow truck, or you can't make up for just dumb mistakes that are made with you know that happen in an instant. The frame of mind is good. It should lead to less risk. It should lead to smarter decisions. It should lead to less pressure, meaning less mistakes on the track, right? But all that's in theory. Um, how it all interacts, you know, I don't know. It's, we're talking about human beings and uh, you know, their mental state going through things. But I feel like as a whole, that pressure being off my shoulders certainly helps. I don't feel like uh, I'm going into this not knowing what to expect. We've done this a couple times now where we've made it to the final four, finished first and second. And I feel like I've just kind of got this roadmap on knowing what to follow. We're going to assess things as they come to us. But, um, you know, I, I see that as an advantage for sure. I know the people I'm racing against, uh, there's a, a few of them that, that haven't been in that position. So I'm not going to say they're disadvantaged, but it certainly helps. But nothing makes up for, you know, a lack of speed, right? you got to have speed or you're not going to win. For sure. Well, best of luck, my friend. Thank you. All right. Our next question will go to Pat with MRN. Go ahead, Pat. Hey, Ben. Hope you're doing well, man. When you think about the first three races of the playoffs and execution, how small is the margin of error when it comes to those first three events? You know, it's funny. The the margin for error in the first three events is is greater than the margin of error for the for the last four. Um, or the, I guess the next three, really, for that second round. The first round, if you look at the stats, you, you can you can make a mistake and still get through. Uh, typically, there's it's the teams that make a couple of mistakes. You know, they're the ones that don't make it right, or they get caught up in a wreck one weekend and they just they just don't have the speed. So, the first round you can get through with a mistake. It, it can't be huge, but you can do it. The next round, there's just zero mistakes that are allowed. If you make a mistake, you're out. So it gets progressively harder, and it gets. Uh, and it's not by a small margin. It gets progressively harder by, like, a lot, like exponential. So, you know, the goal is to not make mistakes at all all the way through. But there is, you know, the ability to have a mulligan, but you don't think of it that way. You just know that if you make a mistake, you're done for. Uh, and that's the way I approach it. And, you know, the last two races, I'd say there was mistakes that were made by me on our current schedule. And uh, I'm just telling everybody, I'm telling my team, I said, thanks for the patience. Sorry about it but they're gone now. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen no more. Mistakes are out of the way, and we can just focus on the playoffs and know that uh, we've got to be 100%. And just to follow up on that, looking at Kansas, what do you think about that being the cutoff race in the first round? Is that something you like? Is there a different track you'd like to see in that in its place? What's your overall thoughts on Kansas as the cutoff race from the truck team? Yeah, I like Kansas being the cutoff race. We had really, really good speed there uh, at the beginning of the year. Unfortunately, we got caught up in a wreck behind Bush, or actually Bush, I think hit the, yeah, Bush hit the wall, and I had a head of steam, and it just crushed my hood and, and ruined our race. But that was a race we got out the lead early on and led a bunch of laps, so I feel super confident about that. Actually, I would like to see IRP or Bristol swapped. Uh, because I think we're going to run well at IRP. I think we're going to run well at Kansas. But Bristol is a track that it's in the second round, and ah, we just haven't historically done the best. It's a track that kind of starts the second round off a little rough, and then from that point forward, we just have to keep digging, and we kind of rely on Talladega to be a big shakeup. So if I could change the schedule at all, it would be like IRP and Bristol to be flopped for sure. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. All right, our next question will go to Bob Pockris. Go ahead, Bob. 
Yeah, Ben, uh, I'm curious, just how are you going to win on, you have one win on oval, uh, asphalt oval here in the last couple of years. So what do you need to do to win more in the playoffs? Dang, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I guess uh, more speed for one. The, The mistakes the last two races, I think, actually cost us. Richmond, if we go back and look at the time, um, and I didn't run over the commitment line, I think we had a real shot to win that one. We we very easily gave that one away. I mean, Ty Ty had the race one. He had the truck to beat, but he also gave it away. And then once he gave it away, we were next in line to win it. Then I gave it away, you know? So, and then Josefar gets the win, and it's just like, ah, it's just unbelievable. So, we uh we we got to execute better on that front or I've got to same thing at Mid Ohio we were fighting for the lead and had the lead for a bit and fought with Ty on it and got in a wreck so it's just part of uh, I should say part of racing but it's not I just got to limit those mistakes and uh, ultimately more speed the beginning of the year when we were like four or five races in a row leading up to Charlotte we were in wreck after wreck after wreck after wreck uh, which took us from you know right near the top on the on the regular seasons to like seventh place it was terrible it's the furthest back i'd been in years so wrecks no mistakes by me avoiding mistakes by other people being intentional about where i'm at on the track not just riding uh but really it's going to come down to aggression i I need to be a little bit more aggressive but i need to check it too uh mid ohio was over the top it wasn't smart but there's some places i could be more aggressive at, at the right times thank you Thanks, Bob. All right. Our next question will go to Mitchell, and then we'll follow with Brian. Go ahead, Mitchell. Ben, looking at the first round of the playoffs, a big question mark, in my opinion, would be the Milwaukee Mile with the series not going to that track in a long time. How big of a question mark is it for you looking at the schedule? Yeah, it is a really big question mark for me. You know, Ty, I think he sees that as a major opportunity. Nobody but Ty and probably Crafton have been there. Uh, maybe maybe somebody else in a super late model, but I certainly have it. I don't even know what it looks like. I don't even know how to get there. I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous going to that one, especially being in the playoffs. But I'll tell you, I feel more confident about going to Milwaukee, a place I've never even seen, than going to Bristol, uh, a place that we've historically been struggling at. So, with all that being said, I don't see it as a major question mark. I, I feel – uh, Justice, I feel more comfortable going there than Talladega, but, you know, uh, more comfortable going there than Bristol. I guess it's just going to come down to how you approach it. It's a short track, and I like short tracks. Our team has been okay on the short tracks. Uh, we've been working on that program, and I think Richmond was a step in the right direction. So that makes me happy. Thank you. Thanks. We'll go to Dustin Long. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, uh, Ben, something a little different. Um, this weekend, Brody Kostecki is one of the drivers who's racing uh, at Indianapolis um, and comes from supercars, but obviously he did K&N. I know I'm asking you about something from essentially about 10 years ago, and I know you guys race at the same time, but you were having a lot more success than he was. So. I don't know if you have any any relationship with him or remembrance of experiences with him from that period or, hey, it's been nine, ten years ago and a lot of things have happened since. So I do have memories of that time. We actually raced, I think, late models together at one point. 
uh, that was like 2012. We were racing late models together, uh, UARA series, and then we started running Canon Pro Series together in 2013. And I'm trying to remember if he was there full time in 2014 as well. But I know 2012 and 2014. he was he was in 2014 full time. Was he okay? And, and yeah, he can. yeah. He I enjoyed talking with Brody, but we didn't talk a lot. We didn't de- develop any crazy relationship. But I'll tell you, um, about a year or two ago, I, I was chatting with his dad. We were kind of working together on trying to do some sponsorship stuff. Um, which was kind of funny, like the whole racing world. He's on the other side of the world, you know, and the racing world comes together on trying to find ways to fund race cars, you know. It's just crazy. Uh, but that's what you do nowadays. It's it's a wild, wild, crazy industry and sport. But, um, no, I wish him major success. I think he's a talent, and I've watched him down in the supercars and what success he's had there. I enjoyed racing with him in the K&N series. He's one of the guys that I felt like I could race around. You know, everybody talks about that, and everybody wants to talk about the truck series and lack of respect and all that all that stuff. But Brody was a guy you could race around in the Canaan series. He was smart with his equipment. Um, like you said, they didn't have major speed back then, but that doesn't mean much. It was 10 years ago, and he's had major speed in the Can- or in the um, the Aussies, you know, the V8 supercars. So, yeah, I hope he does well. I'm, I'm cheering for him. And just to check, when you were working with his dad, that was to find sponsorship. His dad was helping find sponsorship for you for things, or were you – kind of helping them try to find sponsorship for things. No, he reached out to me about a partner that we had and was looking for a contact to that partner because they were working on some stuff in Australia. Um, and he's like, hey, I forget his name. His name. I just call him Mr. Kostecki. And he's like, uh, and he's got the accent. I'm like, huh? oh, what's up, man? I haven't talked to you in years. And I'm like, I don't even know how you got my phone number. I'm like, what time is it there? He's like, yeah, it's like middle of the night, but whatever. Uh, he's like, I want to catch you at a good time. And yeah, pretty cool. And, you know, obviously it was pretty much, I just gave him a couple of contacts that I had over here in America. And I said, hey, best of luck, man. I hope I can race against you guys again one day. And here they are coming to, you know, America to race again, but not against me. I hope I can race against them again. Pretty cool though. Thanks a lot, Ben. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. All right, Ben, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Best of luck this season in the playoffs. All right, everyone. Now we're joined by Corey Heim. That's a little early. We got Ty Gibbs. Not Gibbs, but Ty Majeski. Sorry. We'll be up next and, uh, Ty is in sixth place in the truck series. Okay, everyone, let's just go ahead and get started. If you have a question for Ty, please raise your hand and we'll get this thing going. Or Ty, how about you just start off? Um, what are your thoughts on heading into the playoffs? Excited to be back, of course. Uh, I think that's everybody's goal when we first start the season. First step is is making the playoffs. So. Uh, just excited to be back with this 98 group. You know, we made a good run last year, and uh, I think we're in a, a similar position as a race team to uh, to make another run. And obviously, the goal from this point is to uh, is to make it to Phoenix. Absolutely. Let's go to John Newby. Thank you. So, what is the mindset at Thor Sport Racing? How do you guys feel you stack up right now as opposed to last season? You know, I, I think uh, with the manufacturer change, um, naturally it, it you know, there's there's some growing pains with that. It takes a lot out of the race team to switch everything over from 
uh, a technology and, and uh, development standpoint to the actual race truck. So uh, I feel like we've gotten back to where we were for sure. Uh, I, I feel good about where we're at as a race team. Our short track package is really good. Uh, we've had speed on the intermediates as well uh, with Ben winning Charlotte and uh, we had a really fast truck at Kansas in the spring. So um, we feel good about it. We feel like the, the playoff um, schedule and the racetracks that we go to really play into our hands as, as an organization. And, um, you know, there's no reason why we can't uh, get all three of us uh, in the championship race at Phoenix. Perfect. Thank you. We'll go to John Crane. Hi, Ty. You know, your second career playoff experience, what do you think is going to be that X factor the second time around to potentially get you that title? Well, of course, you know, the the uh, the blueprint that I took last year was the easiest, right? Winning Bristol and locking your way in. Um, obviously, we want to do that again. The goal is to do that again. Um, but if we don't, we just have to be consistent throughout the playoffs. Um, we really... Um, you know, I felt like May and June was a little bit of a disappointment. We had a lot of great racetracks in that section of the season and just not the results to go with it. So um, just being consistent throughout the playoffs, um, collecting points in all stages uh, and finishing these races uh, where we need to. If it's fifth that day, finish fifth. Don't, uh, you know, the message to myself is not to put myself in a bad spot and not finish one of these races. So um, you don't really have a mulligan. Everybody's on top of their game. So um, just need to keep uh, keep the trucks um, in one piece and, and finish these races where we should, and uh, hopefully the points will take care of itself. Thank you. We will go to Pat. Hey, Ty. Uh, going back to Miami last year in the playoffs, you win that race, you make it to the championship four. Can you just kind of explain to maybe like someone like myself who hasn't been behind the the wheel of a race car and what it's like going into a cutoff race and say, you know what, we may have to win this one to actually get a chance to win a championship. Can you kind of just describe what that's like through your mind going into that race? Yeah. You know, thankfully last year we actually won Bristol, which was in the second round as well. So that was the first race in the second round. So we were already locked in when we went to Homestead. Um, you know, we were, we were actually, you know, a lot more focused on Phoenix at that point than we were on Homestead and, uh, we sort of took a, a different package to Homestead and um, ended up hitting on it. So I feel like winning Bristol and going out and being able to be a little bit more aggressive from a setup perspective at Homestead last year uh, will help us for this year. I feel like we've learned something um, and went with something to the racetrack that maybe we wouldn't have if we weren't locked in at that point. So, um, you know, I'm excited for this season, uh, this playoffs, this playoff run. I feel like we can, uh, make a run similar to what we did last year. I feel good about where our team is at. And um, we just need to take it one race at a time and not let the pressure get to us. Uh, you have success in Wisconsin. That's where you got your start. You've raced at the Milwaukee Mile, I believe, in ASA. When you look at the Milwaukee Mile next weekend, that being a track in your home state, how cool would it be for you to be able to win that event, knowing how sentimental it would be for you in your career to win in a place like that? Yeah, I mean, you said it, uh, you know, I've had a lot of supporters, sponsors, family, uh, friends in the area, of course, that really helped me get my start in, in late model racing and were supporters of me from the beginning. And to be able to race close to home and have a lot of those people um, at, a, at a truck event um, that, you know, they usually aren't able to go to 
uh, just because, you know, usually the, the truck races are far away and this one's local. So we're going to have a, a lot of people that, like I said, have supported me that are, that are going to have the opportunity to go. And uh, it would be so special to uh, be able to bring all those people down into Victory Lane and, and share that with them. Um, it's going to be such a cool event. Uh, Wisconsin is uh, such a honey hole for short track racing. And I expect the stands to be absolutely packed. And uh, I'm just excited to get there. It's going to be a cool atmosphere. So uh, if any of you guys can make it, it should be a great event. Thanks, Todd. We'll go to Mitchell. Ty, does it give you um, any confidence knowing that last year you were able to have a fairly successful playoff run making it all the way to the championship for, does it give you confidence knowing that you can do that or is last year just last year? No, I think it definitely gives us confidence, right? Uh, the, the playoffs, uh, the playoff schedule is very close to the same other than, than one event, uh, switching out Richmond from Milwaukee. And I, I'll take that trade. Um, it's like I said, you know, the, the playoff schedule really fits specifically us in the 98 really fits our, our team and where our strengths are and where my strengths are as a driver. Um, so, and, and having that um, experience last year at all these racetracks and we have baseline packages and setups and um, stra strategy ideas. And um, I've been to all these places as, as a, as a driver now. So um, I really, I really look back at last year and, and use that as a template for how we make this run again. And uh, obviously the goal is to make it to Phoenix and um, we did it last year, and there's no reason why we can't do it again. Thank you. We'll go to Brian. Hello, Ty. Brian Mina for Victory Lane Network Argentina. My question are two. First question, uh, is your second full-time season on Torsport Racing, what expectation do you have for this uh, 2023 playoffs? We want to win the championship. We were close last year within a couple laps um of of getting out front and and win the championship so um that's the goal right that was the goal when we started this season um that was the goal when when duke hired me two or three years ago now uh we want to compete for championships we feel like we have uh the people around us to do it the equipment to do it and um i feel like now i have the experience to um to just do the little things better and put myself in a better spot um late in these races so like I said, I, I feel really good about it, and uh, those are expectations. Uh, we want to we want to come out of Phoenix a champion. You have had several stage points and had finished race in good position. Um, how do you, how do you describe your current season? Well, we've had an up and down season for sure. We started out being really consistent, uh, rattling off top fives. Uh, then we hit the May June stretch, which um, on paper that was the part of the season we really had circled. There was a lot of great racetracks for us. Um, and we had, you know, mistakes by myself. We had mechanical issues. Uh, we just had a, a lot of things go wrong in that stretch of um, six or seven races. And um, ever since mid-Ohio, we've gotten our season turned around, um, got a few stage wins, some good stage points, good finishes, um, had a dominant performance at Richmond, and ended up second. So, um, up and down, but we're trying the right direction. We have a lot of momentum uh, headed into uh, uh, Indy this weekend and, of course, Milwaukee. So I uh, really like where our race team is at, and um, we're ready to go and make another run at this thing. Sorry. Thank you, and good luck in the playoffs. Thank you. We'll go to Bob. Yeah, Ty, I'm, I'm curious, how has running for the ASA 
along with this title? Has it been a good distraction? Like why, why, why try to do both? Just had the opportunity to, to do it. Um, you know, it's not too often that um, a 23 race truck schedule and a 10 race ASA schedule don't really overlap. So we wanted to start off running the ASA tour. It's a great opportunity uh, for us as a late model team. Um, I think it's a good distraction, Bob. I think anytime you have a balance and you can stay in a race car uh, throughout the season is good. Um, you know, we went down to Wilkesboro and I was able to get some laps at Wilkesboro in the ASA race on Wednesday, um, which was four days before the, the truck race. So there's just little things throughout the season that have, that have helped me run the ASA stuff. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's fun, right? I enjoy going back to my roots and running the late models and um, and I think it always makes you better as a race car driver anytime you're staying uh, behind the wheel of anything. There's always something to uh, be learned, good or bad, and uh, just taking all that in and, and applying it to my next race. So if you win the truck title on the third, you still make the uh, race at the fairgrounds on the on the fifth? The celebration won't keep you from that? Uh, it'll be, uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, I hope. I hope that's an issue. Hopefully that's a bridge I have to cross. Uh, we'll just see what happens. We're taking it one race at a time. Um, you know, uh, Toledo is, is Bristol week. Uh, so you just, you just never know. Right. Uh, but we're going to just, uh, keep taking it one race at a time. I feel good about where both programs are at, uh, on the truck side and the late model side. It's been really overall a great season for me. And, um, I'm just blessed to have the opportunity to drive, um, competitive late models and competitive trucks each and every week. Um, you know, I go to the racetrack with a with a chance to win, and I think that's all you can ask for as a as a race car driver. Thank you. We'll go back to Pat. So I just have to follow up on that segment about the ASA tour. When you think about the fact that there's so few drivers that have experience racing at the Milwaukee Mile next week, how much of an advantage do you feel like that gives you, knowing that? you and Matt Crafton are essentially a couple of the only guys that have experience racing up there at that track. Well, I, I think there is an advantage, um, but these guys are good, right? We're all professional race car drivers. I don't expect it to take but two or three laps for everybody else to be up to speed. And I, and I think there's little nuances with the racetrack that uh, maybe all know um, in the race before everybody else does, but everybody's going to figure it out by the end of the first stage or lap 20, right? It's uh you know, these guys are good, super talented. All the simulation we have between iRacing and uh, manufacturing simulators, there's so many tools now that race car drivers can use to adapt to these places and adapt really quickly. So um, although I, I think it is a little bit of an advantage, we're still going to be after, you know, we're going to have to be on our game. These um, Everybody's going to be um, really tough there. And, uh, you know, Milwaukee's a racetrack that's a lot like, uh, you know, turns – three and four at Gateway and turns one and two at Phoenix. So there's a lot of places um, that, you know, sort of emulate Milwaukee and the package that we're probably going to have to run there. So um, I expect it to, you know, everybody to be on their game. Um, and uh, hopefully those little advantages will, will pay off. Thank you. Do we have any final questions for Ty? Go ahead, John. Thank you. So obviously uh, most of these guys you raced against last year in the playoffs, but how do you stack up, you know, Sanchez, Corey Heim, Matt DiBenedetto, as you guys are preparing to take them on for the first time in the playoffs? You know, I think um, 
all three of those guys that you named have, um, you know, obviously Nick Sanchez is a rookie. Um, Corey, we raced with KBM quite a bit last year. Um, and, and really, he's been probably the, the truck to beat on, uh, you know, just speaking off of averages. He's been super consistent, uh, very fast at every single type of racetrack uh, that we go to, whether it's a road course or uh, Pocono or a short track. He's uh, or or an intermediate track. He's uh, always one of the guys that you you know you're going to have to race to win. And um, you know Nick's done a great job all season um, in uh, in KBM equipment. Uh, they've done a great job. Uh, Danny and those guys were, made a good run last year with uh, with Chandler. So we know they're going to be tough. And I feel like you know Rackley and 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 Matt have have made huge strides to their program this season. And um, I I expect all these guys from the top to the bottom of the playoffs to, to be tough. And uh, I think that's one of the great things about the truck series is it's so competitive, um, but deeply competitive. There's a lot of, lot of race trucks that um, put in, you know, efforts that are capable of winning and, and, and have drivers that are capable of winning. And um, that's the beauty of the truck series. Perfect. Thank you. I'll take one final question if anyone has one. Thank you, Ty, for joining us today. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. We're basically going to have to win. Daytona, a last chance to keep playoff hopes alive. One point to the good. And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. Yeah! NASCAR weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. And look for Daytona Tom, Captain Dave, and Rowdy MacLeod in the fan zone. All right, guys, we'll be there live. Uh, tune in. We've got trivia on Monday morning. Be giving away tickets for the event. Uh, thanks to uh, Daytona. Uh, always, man, they work with us. Let us go down in the fan zone. Uh, it's just a great, great, great event. So, Setting fifth, guys, in the truck series is our my own home state man, Grant Enfinger. All right, we are now joined by Grant Enfinger. Grant, can you hear me okay? I can. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us here this afternoon. We will go straight into questions from the media for you, and we will kick things off with John Newby. Go ahead, John. Thank you. So, Grant, obviously the playoffs, nothing new for you and Jeff. I mean, the last time you guys had a multi-win season, you were in the championship four. Does that, do you feel like that gives you kind of an advantage knowing that you've been through all of that adversity together and you kind of know how to prepare for it? You know, I think there is, we have that experience together that's um, that's very valuable when you get into to playoff time. Um, I think the biggest thing we have going for us is, is we have confidence in our trucks, um, obviously have confidence in Jeff and his, in his strategy and his calls, but also his setups. Feel like we've uh, we've had fast champion power equipment Chevys um, most of the year. We do have some weaknesses that, that we have to clean up, and and we've been in the process of doing that. Um, I feel like there there's some small mistakes that I've been making. I feel like um, overall as a team we've made small mistakes, and we've got to clean that up. It's uh, it's playoff time. We've I'm, I'm proud of you know where we've been this year and 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 what's gotten us here, but I, I do think we we've got to make some things better for for these remaining seven races. Okay, and then. Just kind of looking at the other people in the field, do you feel like some like the newcomers, is there a chance they might 
get overwhelmed by the mental aspect of it? You know, is there an advantage to being here before? Yes, I, I definitely think there is. Um, you know, with the format the way it is, if somebody gets hot, you know, they, they get hot. So I, I think that can be a, a rookie as well as a veteran. Um, does, does a guy that's been here before have, have better odds of, of being mentally tough and in and, and, and knowing how to navigate this stuff? Uh, yes, I think so. And 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 you touched on it earlier. It's it's not just me as a driver, but it's it's our team. You know, this is such a team sport. Jeff has been here before. He has led our guys. Uh, most of our guys have, have been in this spot before. Um, we have some some great leadership even outside of Jeff. So I think overall we're we're in a good spot. Our organization is 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 good. We're we're bringing good good trucks to the track. Um, but our 23 team is is very well prepared for for these races. Perfect. Thank you. Excellent we'll go to Mitchell Brewer. Grant, we kick off the playoffs this year at IRP, a place where you won at last year. Does that give you confidence knowing that you got the job done there last year that you can go ahead and do it again this season? Yeah, I think anytime you're you're going to a place that you've won at and won at recently, you 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 definitely have more confidence. But Man, this is uh this is big time racing and, and guys make their stuff better each and every week. So um we can't just rest on last year's stats and last year's setup. We we have to keep improving. I have to keep in, improving as a driver. Uh Jeff's gotta keep making our trucks better. And I feel like we're going there with the right mentality. So um yeah, I IRP I think is is just a, a track that that kind of falls into what my, me and Jeff enjoy the the style of racing we we like um i think it's a a great track from the fan standpoint i think it's a great track from the the driver's standpoint we have multiple grooves there um you can pass guys if if you're if you're you know faster than them but it's tough it's it's easy to get underneath somebody it's hard to to, to all the way complete the pass but but it's a it's a great place and, and yeah it's definitely a place that, that we have a lot of confidence going towards thank you our next question will come from Brian. Thank you. Go ahead, Brian. Hello, Grant. How are you? Welcome back to the playoff. Last year, uh, last year you were knocked out in the round of eight. Do you think he can go to Phoenix this year? Yeah, you know, I think um, this time last year I was happy with the progress we had made, but I wasn't exactly happy with where we were as an organization and as a team. I feel like um, we were still you know, scratching and clawing for, for top fives if we hit everything perfect. And, um, and yeah, we were able to, to win at IRP last year, but I feel like overall we, we, we were off on a few things and it took the very end of the year for us to kind of figure out what we needed to, to be on. Um, so yeah, I think that's the biggest difference for, for us from this year to last year. Um, but I, I definitely think that, that we can make it to that championship for Phoenix. And, and I feel like um, that, that we've got as good a shot as anybody of, of coming home with the, the big trophy. I, I, I truly believe in, in all my heart that there's not a race on the remaining part of the schedule that we can't win at. Now, do we need to execute better than we have uh, prior? Consistently, yes. We, we've, we've intermittently executed very well, but we haven't done it uh, consistently enough. So I feel like that's our focus point going into there. Um, I think it's uh, is a kind of a general mindset for, for us and where we're at. I feel like we can kind of operate under the assumption that we can do our job and point our way through this first round. But I think when we get to that second round, we need to win a race to, to get to the championship for their Phoenix. Thank you. Thank you. Next question will come from Jeff Hall. 
What race type do you think you may have a chance to win? I don't see any weaknesses on the on the schedule for us. I, I think if you'd asked me this this time last year, I feel like you know the mile and a half stuff. I feel like as an organization we struggled with a little bit last year, but but we we won at Kansas earlier this year. Um, you know the the short tracks we weren't as good as we wanted to be at, at Richmond a couple of weeks ago, but but just as a rule, me and me and Jeff are, are pretty pretty fair when we get to short track racing. So. Um, I just don't see any weaknesses. I, I my home track Talladega, I feel like is a huge wild card. Um, so I think you can see, you know, a lot of shakeups uh, when we leave Talladega, and then Bristol. I think, you know, I think that's almost a a, a half of a wild card. It, it is, I guess, I, I'm making that term up, but it, it's it's a place that track position now means a whole lot, especially after last year and in the, in the tire choice that the Goodyear made. Um, it's incredibly hard to pass there. Um, so I think that could be a little bit of a wild card and then having Talladega in that final round is a huge wild card. So, um, yeah, Bristol is a place that's been really, really good to GMS racing in the past. They've got a lot of wins there. Um, it's a place I've always enjoyed, uh, racing at. And I think when we enter that second round, we're going to have that circled and and we're going to race that race extremely aggressive and, and hopefully we can, we can come out on top. Ron, thank you and good luck in the playoff. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Bob Talkers. Yeah, Grant, with kind of still some uncertainty about the organization for next year, just where do you feel like your group's mind is at? Is there any, like, any worries about, like, concern or wonderment about, you know, what am I doing next year among your group? You know, I, so I actually approached that with the guys yesterday because, obviously, um, you know, winning this championship – is at the top of everybody's mind. Our guys have prepared these trucks well all year long. Um, I don't want any of those distractions bothering us or taking our eyes off the prize, so to speak. Um, so I feel like, as a rule, like stuff stuff happens all the time. I've there's I spent a, a majority of of my racing career not having a contract, not knowing what tomorrow brings, and racing like it's my last race. Um, so from my standpoint, from Jeff's standpoint, I don't think we're going to be rattled, um, with, with any of the noise that, that's going on. Um, we're going to do our best to, to lead these guys in a direction to where they don't get distracted at all. We've got a lot of leadership on our team, even outside of me and Jeff. So we have guys that are, that are veterans that have, that have been in this situation before. They've been in playoffs before. They've been in different teams before. So, um, while as we hope that, that we can kind of, you know, solidify our future, our main goal is winning this championship, Bob, and, and we're going to do everything we can to, to focus on that and not let the outside noise distract us. Thank you. Do we have any final questions for Grant? We'll go back real quick to John Newby. So I was curious because you talked about how Talladega is kind of a wild card. I know obviously you've won there in not the past. kind of a wild card, but anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just kind of curious if there's any excitement for that track at all, because I know some of the other guys are nervous because of the things that can happen, but you do have success in super speedway racing. It's excitement for me for uh, a multitude of reasons. I genuinely enjoy speedway racing. I love the the craft. Um, yes, you can get caught up in, in other people's 
wrecks very easily there. Um, but there is a definitely a skill set. You see guys historically, they're successful at super speedway races or they're really bad at super speedway races. And you, you look at guys' careers that have raced 20, 30, 40 races, and you say, hey, it's pretty easy to see the guys that are like this style of racing and, and they get up for it and the guys that are just kind of cringing when they go there. And I'm definitely one of those guys that appreciates the opportunity to to race there. It's uh, it's my home track, number one, it, it's Talladega. Um, but it's also what, what kind of started my love for racing was watching Speedway races from Talladega. So I genuinely love that style of racing. I am uh, glad we only do it twice a year. I think it's uh, it's wild. It's crazy. But I genuinely enjoy it. So when we go there, yes, it'll be more nerve-wracking because we're in the playoffs. But, yes, I will genuinely enjoy racing that race. And, and um, I think that's a good mentality to have. I think if you enter there, just try not to wreck or try not to get caught up in somebody else's stuff. I, I think you can just as easily and you eliminate, you know, maybe, you know, maybe some of the opportunities that, that you would have had otherwise. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Grant, thank you for your time here this afternoon and we wish you the best of luck in the playoffs. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. Uh, Grant said it best and I've said it. You got to have your fenders on at the end of the race to win. And if you've got that, if you've jockeyed yourself to the last ten laps and 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 you're still straight, you got a good chance. You got a really good chance. I mean, it just takes a little bit of teamwork sometimes, or someone helping you to push you across that finish line to race to that last. And, and you know, Talladega is unique. That that finish line's way down there, close to turn one. To, so you got a long super straight way there, that triplex to, to hammer down on. So uh, our next driver setting it fourth in the Craftsman Truck Series, Christian Ekins. Um, just a quick reminder to the media, if you have a question for Christian, please raise your hand within the Zoom platform or type us the chat. We'll, we'll try to get to as many questions as we can. In the time that we have with Christian, we ask you to just please limit your questions to one. And if we have enough time, we'll circle back. Um, so who would like to start us off? All right. We will kick things off with John Newby and then go to Bob Pockert. Go ahead, John. Thank you. So, Christian, what is the ceiling of this team, especially after the regular season that you guys put together? I, mean, I feel like the ceiling is is honestly way higher than our regular season. Um I feel like this team can contend, you know, obviously we can win races and, um, you know, the next big test will be the the playoffs. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like this team has the capability to go do it. Like I said, um, it's all just putting it together. Perfect. Thank you. All right. We'll go next to Bob Pockers. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, Christian, I'm curious with this organization, uh, have you guys talked, have you given any advice on how to, you know, manage through the playoffs? Yeah, I feel like I've just, you know, kind of preached that every point matters, um, you know, to take less risks. I felt like we've taken a lot of risks as far as strategy and some other things uh, throughout the year that have kind of bit us, um, and that's just something we can't do in the playoffs unless we're in a situation where we have to win. So um, I think the biggest thing is just limiting risks, uh, both on my end and the team's end, uh, to maximize points every week and, and be there at the end to contend. And what would you say is kind of like maybe the aura around the team or the the feeling around the team just to be making their first playoff appearance? Yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody's excited. 
Um, this is kind of new for them. Obviously, there's a lot of people in the organization that have prior championship experience, but um, within the last few years, we haven't really, or they haven't really, um, you know, had a shot at at contending. And um, it's it's definitely exciting times for sure. And um, like I said, I feel like we can really capitalize on this opportunity. All right, we'll go next to John Crane. Go ahead, John. You know, dating back to the winter when it was announced that you would be joining the team to now, how has the chemistry grown from then to now, and how can that best suit you going into the playoffs with that team? Yeah, I feel like the chemistry has improved a lot. Um, you know, going from a, a mentality of, you know, a top 10 is pretty good, and then leaving Daytona as, you know, I kind of set the, that's the bare minimum. You know, third is 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 okay, but it's it's not very good either. So just to kind of watch the mentality uh, transition throughout the year of, uh, you know, what it was before to, you know, the only thing we accept is winning races now has uh, has been really cool to be a part of. All right, our next question will come from Mitchell Brewer. Go ahead, Mitchell. Christian, how big is it for you coming into the season with a new team to go out show, hey, I can win with another team as well, and to now have this big opportunity at the championship at hand? It means a lot. You know, there was a lot of unknowns going into the year. Um, obviously, being a team that you know, hadn't won before, uh, we just I didn't know what, what really to expect. Uh, but as soon as I got around the team and, and realized the potential of the team, the people that we had, um, Bill's commitment to building new trucks and, and making the equipment better, um, all that put together really, you know, inspired me to to really put, you know, my best effort forward and and try to chase this championship. So uh, it's been a, a lot of fun to be a part of. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Brian Nino. Hello, Christian. It's your first season with McAnally Hickelman Racing. You be had uh, two wins. Do you think they can fight for the title in Phoenix? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that's kind of what we all set out to do after we recognize the potential we have as a unit um, earlier this year. And um, I've been close before. I've been a part of some owner championships with KBM and um, have been in playoff situations ever since. So, um, you know, really to to have that and, you know, kind of build on that with these guys is, is important for me. And uh, to go out and do it is, is definitely my number one goal. How do you describe your season? I, if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably say a B minus so far. Um, you know, there's been some some good and and, and some bad as well. Uh, we haven't been consistent at times, and I felt like there was a couple opportunities that we could have definitely uh, changed that position on, but uh, we didn't. So you know, that's kind of where we're at. But I feel like we have a lot more potential than B minus. Christian, thank you, and good luck in the playoff. Thank you. We'll go back to John Newby. Thank you. I was curious how you feel about the upcoming slate of tracks, because I know some guys earlier today had some nervousness about Milwaukee being an unknown, and then also a couple just outright didn't really want to go to Talladega because of the chaos that can happen. I mean, how do you view this stretch? Uh, I mean, I like all of them. I think the biggest question mark is probably IRP for me, just based off of last year. Um, I had some ARCA success there and won a race, but uh, the truck race went so badly that um, you know, that's probably the only one I really have a question mark for. So um, I'd say that was probably the only one, but the rest of the tracks I feel pretty good about. Okay. Is there anyone in particular that you're really excited to go to? 
Um, well, Phoenix for sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Kansas, I'd probably say, is the one that we have the most potential for as far as speed as well as Bristol because uh, my crew chief's really good there and, and McAnally has been pretty good there in the past as well. So I'm excited to, to see if it's, if it's all what it's lived up for. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Do we have any additional questions for Christian? All right, Christian, thanks for joining us, and good luck in the playoffs. All right, thank you. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. We're basically going to have to win. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive. One point to the good. And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. Yeah! NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. different ranks of the series. Is this just another opportunity to show that you don't get flustered in high pressure situations, especially combined with the fact that you finished second, second and first in the last three years? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'd say a pretty mellow guy, so I don't get too wound up really, I'd say, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like every time you hit the racetrack, it's an audition in a way. And so, especially when you, uh, get those opportunities in the final four. So um, hope to get there this year and uh, go back to back. Perfect. Thank you. Yep. Let's go to Pat. Hey, Zane. When you look at just the playoffs and your year as a whole, what do you guys feel like you have to do to kind of elevate your racing now in order to kind of get back to that early season success you had and really the, the dominance you went on late in, in 2022. Yeah. I mean, I feel like our race team is there and our, our speed is there, but um, I just feel like we need a little bit of luck on our side, which recently we've put together some good runs, but uh, I felt like that little bad, bad stretch that we went through was just a lot of ups and downs where we were, getting around the wrong people uh, in the race, which would ultimately get me wrecked. And it seemed like we were either winning or competing for the win and getting wrecked. So um, like I said, I feel like the, our speed is there and our race team is there to go do it. We just need to um, have a little luck on our side. Well, how much confidence do you have that you guys can – back up last year's championship with another. It's, it's, it's always incredible to win one, but to win two is a completely different animal. Where is your confidence level in regards to feeling like you guys can accomplish that? Yeah, it's pretty high. I feel like these races in the playoffs are great races for us, but um, especially if we are able to get to Phoenix, I feel like Phoenix is probably one of my best racetracks. So um, just trying to execute, uh, and get there is is so hard in itself and then um just being the best that day is, is what it's all about thank you yeah. we'll go to rob thanks samantha and thanks for joining us today zane you know in the past you've talked about how competitors have not shown some respect to each other during the regular season races but now that we're in the playoffs do you see this changing 
in these next seven weeks. And also, too, it's been eight years since we've seen back-to-back champions uh, for a truck champion. Do you feel like you're the man to make that happen? Uh, I feel like we're definitely capable of it uh, from an aggression standpoint. Um, I feel like it's a <clears throat> a good group in the, the playoffs that uh, if they were a little overly aggressive, I felt like they've learned uh, earlier in the year. And so hopefully it doesn't get too crazy in the playoffs, but uh, it is what it is. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for, for the group that we have and, and for the racetracks that we have coming up to hopefully execute on. Sounds good, Zane. Best of luck. Thanks. We'll go to John Crane. Hi, Zane. Obviously, you know, when you look at the championship run from last year that you went on, was there one particular learning experience you can take from last year and incorporate into this playoff run this year? Um, <clears throat> I mean, besides winning uh, the championship, I I feel like it's in a way a, a big weight off my shoulders uh, that we were able to get that, but then again, I, I feel like my time in the truck series, or hopefully so, is coming to an end. And, and so that puts another weight on my shoulders of where I really want to walk off uh, into the sunset with, with back-to-back championships. And um, that would just be really special. So um, that's where our head is at. But um, I just felt like the consistency that we had throughout the playoff run and even with the mistakes that I had, uh, in a couple of the races. Uh, so hopefully clean up those mistakes and, and have even a cleaner run. Thank you. Thanks. And we'll go to Mitchell. Zane, you mentioned the future ahead for you. Looking at the final couple of races here in the Camping World Truck Series season, can you take a moment to kind of just think about where you've been, where you, what you've done to get to the point where you've been as you look towards the future? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, at times, it's it's so easy to forget the position you're in, and and live in the moment. But uh, I've been so dang thankful for the team that I have uh, with Chris Lawson and and his whole group that I became a part of. Um, it is such a outstanding team. They work so hard and so well. Um, but just trying to enjoy that because you don't always get uh, teams where everyone gets along and, and everyone has the same uh, goal. Everyone typically, yes, does have the same goal of wanting to win races and wanting to win championships, but there's sometimes uh, a couple of the guys on, on the team side that aren't fully dedicated like some others. And so uh, I've been really fortunate to where my whole team is, is all in and, um, and they want it as bad as I do. And so that's what it takes. So just trying to um, really enjoy my time with them and uh, enjoy what we got going on. Thank you. We'll now go to Brian. Hello, Zane. Zane, uh, you ran the Daytona 500 and Coca-Cola 600 this year in NASCAR Cup. What do you think about that experience for you? Uh, yeah, uh, the Daytona 500 was definitely uh, really cool to, to be a part of. A lot of pressure on me uh, to try to race my way in there. But uh, And then the Coke 600, I felt, was probably my best cup race I've had. Um, 
with it obviously being the longest race. I learned a lot that night, but um, Charlotte is definitely a, a really fun racetrack. And, um, yeah, just having my debut Coke 600 and, and finishing uh, 10th was uh, a special night. Um, I felt like I said I learned a, a ton that night. So, um, definitely it. And the, the Daytona 500 have, have been my best uh, go around them on the cup side. Same. Thank you and good luck in the playoffs. Thanks. And now we'll go to Bob. Yeah, Zane. I mean, obviously, I mean, let's see, I don't expect you to be back in trucks next year. So I'm curious, is there any sort of emotional sentiment of you and your team and like, hey, this is this kind of our, our last chance to, you know, probably as a group to work together? Uh, I mean, we haven't uh, really talked about that, but um, who knows in this industry, like you, you, I feel like always end up back with people that, that you spent time with uh, together. So that's not set in stone that I won't be with this group again, but um, I mean, I I definitely, like I said, I feel like my time in the truck series is one hopefully coming to an end soon, and I could go uh, get to on uh, racing on Sunday soon. But um, just like I said, just trying to enjoy what we have going on. I have a really great team uh, on the truck side, and um, just trying to really live in the moment. And do you feel uh, prepared if you do go run on Sundays to be able to handle kind of the vigors of 38 weeks, you know, compared to maybe uh, having more opportunities to regroup if you have um, yeah. bad weeks in uh, truck? I definitely feel like I'm ready for that. Uh, for one, I, I feel like trucks don't race enough and uh, it drives me crazy on these off weekends. So wish we raced more. Um, and to be honest, I, I feel like I do an okay job at, um, if I have a bad weekend, I could put that behind me and, and focus in on the next weekend. And so, um, I definitely feel like I'm, I'm ready for that. Do we have any additional questions for Zane? All right, guys, that's, we got Carson oh, thank you. coming up next. Carson, people have kind of talked about how it Carson seems like you've undergone sort of a metamorphosis over the past few weeks. Do you kind of view that the same way? And if so, who's been the driving force behind that? What does metamorphosis mean? Just kind of a big change. Okay. That, that's what I was kind of figuring, but <laughs> I didn't want to assume because then I would look even more dumb, so I figured I'd ask, you know, the whole deal, like – uh it's better to ask now than later. Um, but no, it's been huge. Um, you know, I went on BBC and talked about, um, you know, just walking into shooter motorsports and the first second, you know, I, I see Dale, you know, that's the first thing he says to me is, you know, all my mistakes and, and, you know, incidents and, and lack of awareness and lack of everything. So, um, you know, that was, there's plenty of, conversations that have happened but I think that was the most eye-opening right is um someone you respect doesn't respect you um is big and then when it's your childhood year that's huge so um I'm really really thankful that I've been able to been given the opportunity 
Um, nobody gave up on me, and they just allowed me to continue and, and get me to where they thought I could be. And um, I wanted to be even better than that. So, um, yeah, obviously racing incidents are racing incidents, but when um, they're not racing incidents, uh, then that's where the line's, line's drawn in the sand. So um, I, I, I look at I, – I just had an interview with them, Moran, about it, and it's crazy because I don't consider that even this year. Like it's everything has happened and, you know, there's been so long and, you know, even such a disconnect for me um, that it feels like it was two different years. It doesn't even feel like it was just a few months ago. Okay. And then kind of following up on that, where does that put, I guess, your mental state heading toward the playoffs, knowing that you're better prepared to handle those heat at the moment incidents as well as lean on, you know, your past wins and playoff points. Yeah, it's huge. You know, we have a lot of points in the bank, a lot of playoff points in the bank, a lot more speed. Um, you know, don't have to be near as desperate. The only way um, I look that we don't get to Phoenix is if we beat ourselves rather than have to muscle up. And, you know, we had our tongue hanging out to get to the playoffs the last two years, you know, just to get here rather than, um, you know, breeze in here, you know, real high in points, real high in playoff points, the most wins and you know just try to be the leading guy and uh, you know i look at it like we we had a shot for the regular season championship if i put together the whole year and this is our reset and i think we uh, we can do that and my goal is to be leading the rest of the way not having to squeak in and have any desperate moments um but i i want to be up front as often as we can and um I'm looking at it like it's just another regular season. Like this is my chance to reset. And, and if I thought we could be regular season champs, then this is our time to, to show that. And we only have nine points to get there. Perfect. Well, thank you. Go ahead, Rob. Thanks so much. And thanks for joining us today, Carson. Got a couple of questions. First off, you entered the playoffs with a lot of momentum. You've got 21 valuable playoff points. How important is it going to be to start off the round of 10 on a strong note. I mean, it's huge. Um, you know, any points you can have in the bank, just it just makes your life easier. You know, it just allows you to, you know, run seventh on that day. You don't have to push for fifth or sixth or um, be a must win. So just having, just being in the green as much as you can, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it. If we could qualify really good um, and, and just, just get stage points, you know, if we could just get stage points in all three races, um, you know, you, you can almost wreck out with our cushion um, just because those stage points are so important. So, um, yeah, that's just huge. I mean, it's 19 points. Yeah, it doesn't look like a lot, but that's 19 positions. And, um, you know, we've been super fast. And our worst finish in the last, like, six or eight, ten races almost have, has been at 12. So, um, we're, you know, we're not – we haven't even finished 19th in a long time. So, um, yeah, just, just be able to – continue opening that gap, um, you know, just relaxes us and allows us to start working ahead. Absolutely. And, you know, your competitors have talked about the lack of respect with each other when it comes to, you know, battling on the track during the regular season. But do you foresee this changing for you and your peers who are battling for the championship when it comes to those delicate moments on the heat of the moment against those peers who are not going for the playoffs? I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one, especially considering very rarely is like 
like very rarely ever is, you know, seventh and eighth, like one or, you know, sixth and seventh, one point away. And they're both racing next to each other. And especially, you know, being Kansas and um, Homestead, you know, those are the cut races and those often are not, you know, get really spread out. So it's not like we're going to Martinsville in a must win um, situation like we did two or three years ago. So I, I don't, foresee anything really changing i just think everybody's going to race a lot harder you know there's just going to be a little bit more mistakes i don't think anybody's um i I think the respect level is going to still be there and i think everybody wants to keep their stuff clean um just i just think everybody's going to race harder um just try and put each other in a little bit weirder spots or um the risk versus reward you know just people are going to take a little bit more risk sounds good well best of luck and uh Good luck, man. Thanks, bye. We will go to Mitchell now. Carson, you enter the playoffs as the most recent winner in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. How big of a advantage or momentum builder is that for you going into the stretch of races where you know that you can win because you just did? I think more importantly is uh, our five playoff points. I mean, that's huge. You know, that's five positions on the racetrack. And, I just think that part was huge, and I think it was huge because Richmond, we we were really, really bad. We struggled um, from our expectations last year and then to, you know, take a racetrack that we thought we had no idea what we were doing at and to completely 180 and have a truck capable of winning and, and win the race is, is huge. So when we go to these places that we feel good at, like IRP, um, if we can make our truck that 180, you know, when we're already, we're pretty good, you know, we should be, you know, they're just that much better. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for our short track package. I thought needed the most work last year and, um, you know, we've came swinging at all the short tracks. So I'm really excited for, you know, all the short tracks and, you know, I don't think there's a certain weak spot in our game besides Talladega. So, um, and the only weak spot is me. I am terrible super speedway racer. So, um, I'm just going to try and finish and hopefully, you know, my goal is to run, good everywhere else that Talladega really is just irrelevant and with the schedule out it is this is a very long playoff format where it's August 8th today we won't know who's champion until November is that is that a particular challenge to you guys trying to um, just maintain momentum and strategy throughout such long breaks in the schedule yeah a little bit I mean it's it's nice to have races back to back and be able to go faster, but for how good we ran, um, you know, it might be, might be even better to let them go to work and let them, um, you know, if we win a race or, you know, run really good, we get to be excited about it and, um, you know, just let the, let the rest almost self-destruct or work harder or overthink. But I just think me and Phil have a really good, communication I, for me personally i just want to race but luckily um between two ex, two more xfinity races and you know i still run late month all right we'll go to bob yeah carson it sounds like you know you're, you're gonna have some opportunities here um for, for next year and beyond so i'm curious what would a champion like what what would a championship mean to you? You know, in the sense of like, I don't know that you need to win a championship to kind of set your future. So what, what, what would it mean? It would mean everything, Bob. I mean, we, 
it just means so much. Um, you know, our niece in 2019 with Nice Motorsports, they won four races and ran second in points. So um, we've won three, and we have an opportunity to, you know, maybe get to five. And um, the only way we can make 2019 better is, um, you know, we win the championship and uh, win five, and that would be a career year for Nice Motorsports. So, I mean, that's the ultimate goal to have a career as a company, but more than anything, um, you know, this is my opportunity to win races and win championship with uh, this race team. I don't, um, I don't hundred percent have my next year plans set yet. And, you know, it's, it's going to be another process. I don't expect to come in and win and whatever I'm doing. And I don't expect to come in and win a championship right away. So um, I have the opportunity now and you never know, I could get hurt tomorrow and, um, you know, hurt, hurt in the off season, whatever the case may be, um, you know, this is my opportunity I have right now in front of me, and I want to be able to capitalize it like I have nothing else. Um, you know, that's that's my mindset. You don't know what's what you got or how long you're going to be or how how long uh, you how many more races you're going to lose before you get back to this point. So uh, I just want to take advantage of everything Nice Motorsports has done for me in this three-year process and um, you know, just be able to have a trophy sitting in Al Nice's shop. And um, do you, is there any track coming up that you really are looking at as far as improving performance that would make you say, okay, I'm, I'm a much better driver now than I was a year ago? Um, you know, we were, we weren't very good in the playoffs period last year. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of places, um, you know, IRP, we were okay last year. So um, Kansas, we were terrible last year. Homestead, not very good. Like, you know, we had our tongue hanging out and just got complacent um, last year. So, honestly, I I just think anything's going to be better than what we were last year. You know, our speeds have been so good this year. Um, Phil Gould is, is so smart. He's so good at everything he does. So, just excited to see where we have. And um, I'm more looking towards, um, like, Milwaukee. You know, it's completely new racetrack for everybody. Um I think everybody's going to see what everybody's got. You know, you can say it's somewhat similar to Phoenix's three and four and old one and two um, with how sweeping it is and direction. So um, I, I'm, you're going to see the best of the best of who's going to be really good at a racetrack where, you know, nobody has any notes, you know, nothing. You know, you get 50 minutes of practice, the Sims, who knows if it's accurate or not. Um, but you see the cream of the crop rise at these new racetracks like you saw at North Wilkesboro. Um, you know, it seems like the cream of the crop always rises to the top of these new places and new facilities and how good a race team can adapt and learn and come to a racetrack blind. So um, that's going to be pregame to Phoenix. And we'll go to one final question from Brian, and then we have to let Carson go to get to his next stop. Hello, Carson. Brian Mino for Victor Lane Network, Argentina. Um, this year, you have won three races in Texas, Nashville, and Richmond, and you got good stage points. How do you describe your season? I mean, I think our, our season's been really good. Um, you know, most wins of anybody, um, but also, too, I don't think it's anything to get all high and mighty about. Um, you know, there's still areas to improve, and we could have won more races if we executed, um, you know, my job or um, team's job or just a little bit of both. So 
Um, we still lost races that, you know, still haunts us, even though we've won three, you know, there's two or three that haunts us. So uh, we only have seven left. And if we can capitalize and make the most out of all seven, um, you know, I think that's really going to grade us more than just the regular season. You made your NASCAR Cup and Xfinity Series debut with Spire Motorsports. How has that experience be for you? I mean, it was huge. Um, never thought I'd be driving a cup car, and the fact I got to do it this year um, was huge. And just having speed at, you know, Xfinity and cup level is um, just confidence. Um, you know, just reassures I'm doing the right things and doing it in the right spots. And um, what I learn and, and learning new, a fresh set of mind and how they work and how they operate and just more resources they have is um, just allows me to bring it back to Nice and back to my, my day job and just makes me a better race car driver and a better better just teammate. Carson, thank you and good luck in the playoff. Thank you. All right, everyone. Now we're joined by Corey Heim, your regular series season champion. Um, Corey, why don't you go ahead and I answer, now that you're entering the playoffs as a regular season champion, how do you continue this momentum heading into the start of the playoffs? I'd say our consistency over the past two or three months have been uh, really good, just being able to collect a lot of stage points and get some top fives and wins along the way. Um, you know, I think as long as we are able to continue that and keep the momentum heading into the playoffs, we'll be in, in really good shape. Perfect. Let's go ahead and get started. Let's start with Mitchell, and then we'll go to Pat. Corey, there's a lot of debate around the sport of how much the regular season championship means. As a guy that won the regular season championship in the truck series, how much does it mean to you? Yeah, I think from a logistical you know, viewpoint, as far as how many playoff points it, it put us ahead, I feel like it definitely um, means a lot just being able to have that buffer going into the playoffs and not, you know, have that close counter with the with the playoffs cut line uh, right from the start. I feel like it's nice to start the year off just with – or start the playoffs off, I should say, with a little bit less stress and be able to um, go from there. But, you know, I feel like at the same time you have one bad race, one DNF, and you're kind of back down to earth again. So um, I feel like that's – you know, there's positives and negatives to it. Uh, you know, I think that kind of stems from, you know, just the playoff format as it is. But, um, you know, certainly, certainly not a bad thing being the regular season champion. But, um, you know, there could be, I guess, more to – you know, put us ahead. Go ahead, Pat. Hey, Corey. The regular season champion doesn't always make the championship four, um, something that was kind of on display last year with Donner Nemechek. What do you feel like you and your team have to do to make sure that that isn't your team's outcome? Uh, well, I think he wrecked like twice in the last round, so I think that's a good place to start and not do that. But other than that, um, just do what we've been doing, just, you know, not – put ourselves in bad positions and keep on getting stage points and finishing races well. Um, I think, you know, these past couple of months have been a really good display of consistency for us. And um, as long as we carry that through and hopefully collect some wins along the way, uh, we'll be in good shape. Is there anything specific for you, Corey, that you feel like going into the playoffs as an individual you want to work on as a driver that will maybe give you an edge once you get closer to potentially, you know, racing for a championship? 
Yeah, the main thing is just closing races out. Um, there's been a couple instances this year where we've led the most laps, had the best truck, and I feel like we've kind of faded at the end. Um, you know, as an organization, we've been working on our longer runs um, and how to improve that on a weekly basis. But um, as a driver, I think I also have to get better, too, on just keeping the tires on it maybe and just um, pacing myself into the end of the race just to put ourselves in a better position uh, come like 10 laps to go. So that's definitely a good question. Um, I definitely feel like that's our, our main – if we have a weak point, I feel like that's our weak point right now is just finishing races out. Um, but nonetheless, I feel like, you know, if anything, that's it. We'll now go to Rob. Thank you. Thanks, Rhiannon. Thanks for joining us today, uh, Corey. You've been really having a terrific season. You've got nine top tens in a row with two wins. I mean, with this momentum going on, how important will it be to start off the round of 10 with this consistency so you have some margin for error down the road? Yeah, it's, it's vital to, you know, start the round off right and have a good run at IRP. Um, that's a tough place just because there's not a lot of experienced drivers there. So I feel like, um, you know, there's going to be some some chaos ensuing for, for you know, the first couple of stages. And I think everyone kind of settles down a little bit in the third stage for the most part. But um, then you got Milwaukee. That's a completely unknown racetrack to, to most people as well. So uh, it's going to be super important for us as drivers to be on top of it and really prepare the best we possibly can just because uh, you can't really rely on experience considering most people have little to none at those racetracks. But then we go to Kansas, which is kind of the opposite where everyone's got laps there just about that's in the playoffs and we race there in the spring already. So everyone's kind of in the same mindset of what they have to do better. Sounds good. Well, best of luck. Thank you. We'll now go to Jonathan. Hey, Corey. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us today. No, I just have to ask you, you know, it's your first time in any sort of playoff run like this. What is your approach, and have you gotten any advice that you've really taken to heart? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we we try to take it one race at a time. I've never really tried to be a type of person that projects throughout the years, so I feel like um, just kind of following up on that, I feel like people have told me the same thing, just take it one race at a time, don't stress about the next one until you get there type of thing. Um, and I'm, I've been able to lean on my crew chief, Scott Zabadelli, a lot with his playoff experience. Um, I did kind of race the owner's playoffs last year for KBM with the 51 truck. I raced every playoff race, so I got a taste of what's that, what that is like. But, um, you know, it's certainly a lot more stressful being an owner's and driver's. So, um, you know, taking it one race at a time is definitely the main thing for me. Thank you, Corey. We'll go to Brian now. Hello, Corey. Uh, congratulations on your regular season title. What expectation do you have for your first playoff in trucks? I feel like just going out and uh, being on top of it from the very beginning is going to be really important. Kind of like I mentioned a minute ago, just being able to unload at IRP and practice and be on top of it as soon as we get there, have a good practice, qualify well, uh, get, get good pit selection, and just run up front the whole race. Um, you know, if you put yourself in a hole early, it's really hard to recover from that. So I think just being able to um, be in the right mindset, going to IRP, and then following that up with Milwaukee and Kansas um, and into the next two rounds is going to be very important. Cody, thank you, and good luck in the playoff. Thank you. Do we have any final questions for Corey? Go ahead, Rob. Thank you. Corey, you had that really great battle against Kyle Busch in the – in the race in Pocono. I know cup drivers are not going to be in the playoffs races, but how important was it to have that duel when it comes to situational awareness in these next seven weeks? Um, I think for me, it just shows that nothing's guaranteed. I mean, I thought 
we we had the race one kind of coming to the white flag and I saw him like 10 truck lengths back in the mirror you know going into one I thought we were we were in good shape and the next thing you know he's he's blowing my doors off so um I feel like you know just to always be on top of it you can't just you can never really take a deep breath and you know call the race quits not that I did but I feel like it really puts it in perspective at the same time just to really show that you have to be on it every single moment of the race and you know there's really no no time for for relaxing you have to just really be mentally aware of uh, everyone at all times sounds good thanks again Corey any final questions all right thank you Corey there are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left well not just any track we're basically gonna have to win Daytona a last chance to keep playoff hopes alive. One point to the good. And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. Yeah! NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. All right, guys. Uh, big night tonight. We played out of the t- top ten. The way they start stack up in the playoffs. Uh, I, I, you know, I've got to go with my home state guy. He's got a lot of experience in the truck series and that's uh grand and finger. Not, they're all, you know, great drivers, uh, respect them all. So, uh, we didn't get to listen on Monday morning. You know, we had the rain, rain delay race. So, uh, we've got the winner of the race two weeks in a row you know rfk kind of struggling here but not the last two weeks uh may they may have found something here guys they they can squeeze brad in we'll talk about the the, uh championship standings as soon as this we get out of the uh deadline room here with the chris busher and, and his crew chief and gang We're going to get started here with our race-winning team members from today's Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan International Speedway. We have the driver of the number 17 RFK Racing Ford, Chris Busher, and also the crew chief, Scott Graves. Uh, gentlemen, I'm just going to start off by asking you guys, um, you won the Heritage Trophy again for Ford here, which is nine straight. Can you each talk a little bit about what it means to, to keep that here for Ford? It's... Um yeah, obviously, when we come up to Michigan, um, I feel like the microphones are unnecessary right now. I appreciate the handful that hung out, but this seems excessive. Uh, so, I, obviously, it was um, – <laughs> oh, okay. I got you, I got you. So, this is for the people that skimped out on us. Got it, got it. They know who they are. And uh, I, I think for us, uh, you know, Michigan is, is Ford country, right? And, um, you know, we talk about the, the manufacturer wars when we come up here. And, uh, you know, this is home for, for Jack Roush and Brad. And, uh, you know, there, there's a heavy weight on our shoulders. And uh, to be able to keep that streak alive and um, and keep that, that, that trophy at a Blue Oval headquarters, that's, um, that, that's certainly very cool for us. Very, very awesome opportunity for us to, uh, to be the ones that, that brought that one home this time. And, um, you know, so we have such a massive Ford presence here and, um, you know, it, it goes, goes a long way. And, uh, you know, we knew 
knew uh, on the on the weekend. Uh, you know, we felt like we were the the most competitive forward uh, at, at the racetrack, and uh, we're able to uh, to get that win through um, a lot of hard work, some great strategy, and uh, uh, an extra day on the on the schedule. So um, yeah, it's certainly certainly big. And like I said, nine in a row. That's um, you know that, that's fantastic, especially uh, you know knowing a lot of those were uh, were double ups, uh, double up years. So pretty cool. Yeah, we had uh, it was Friday. We had a Ford event with all the the crew chiefs, and Edsel talked to us about how important it was to him, and uh, you know how how much it's meant to him to have it for uh, this many years, um, and really kind of stressed everybody that you know he really wants to continue <laughs> that tradition. So uh, for us to be able to get the win today, um, like I say, bring it bring it back for Ford, uh, it means a lot. Obviously, it's a pretty good day. Awesome. Well, we're gonna open up to questions. Uh, we'll start up here with Larry. We'll go down the row here and get to Lee. There's the mic. Larry Leach from AP. How do you explain that half your career wins uh, have come in the last two weeks? Um, I don't like your statistic. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think that um, if, if you think back just – where RFK is right now, um, if you think back to uh, where RFK was in the last time that um, the last time we got to be up here together was, was Xfinity days in 2015, right? And um, to be able to uh, take the last couple of years and um, and continuously work to build RFK back to to that heyday and um, and to keep working and getting after it and. Uh, so much has gone into that, um, so much that is completely over my head, um, you know, so much uh, effort back at the shop. It, it's neat to see so many new faces um, during the, the celebration that, that we had last week. Um, you know, every bit of a dozen, maybe maybe 18 people raised their hand when Jack asked whose first cup win that uh, Richmond was. Uh, so that's awesome to, to see that, but then also to, to see the people that have been around for 25, 30 years, um, to see the people that, uh, when I was allowed to uh, to work in the shop and, and uh, be in there, see the people that that were in the fab shop or uh, in in fish shop or the carbon shop, and um, you know just see the people worked alongside and see the excitement back on their faces. I mean, it's um, certainly good timing. Uh, it's certainly just a, a testament of, of all the work that's gone into um, you know the the new the next gen car. Um, you know all the work that that's gone into just continuously developing it. Um, you know, it's just it's making my job a lot easier to to go out here and uh, and win these races. And um, you know, I just think that um, uh, it, it's good timing when we look at you know where we're at in the season. Sure, would have loved to uh, have won uh, at Daytona and said that uh, you felt like you were pretty much locked in. But um, we've been fast at a lot of places and uh, and haven't quite been able to to grab that that trophy. But um, you know, to grab the last two weeks now, that's um, Certainly, very good timing as we we head into uh, playoffs here in just a few short weeks. Go to Bob Taylor, Cameron. Uh, Bob Hockers, Fox Sports. If I told you ten days ago you were going to sweep Richmond and Michigan, what would you have told me? I uh, hope you're right, and, uh, <laughs> and and that would be our plan. Um, I don't know. I guess you know, we've uh, we talked. A lot in the past several months um, because we've gotten close to playoffs. We've been, you know, in a decent place in points, but not locked in by any means. And um, so we've more more than I would like had conversations about points and, and what we're going to have to do right. And 
uh, you know, kind of got to the point where, where, like I said, I don't like points races. I don't like doing it that way. We come to the track to win races, and uh, and that's been our goal every single week um, uh, of the season. And um, you know, just being able to to execute at, at a high level and um, for, for Scott and our group to bring fast cars to the racetrack and, and to make the right calls and to uh, be able to fight off uh, a champion our sport for uh, for the win. Um, you know, that, that's obviously you know, just uh, goes to show that that it's been a lot of hard work, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that, I, I guess it, it surprised you a little bit, but it was always our intention to go in every single week that we show up, and um, it's cool that it's at two drastically different racetracks as well. You want to go Taylor, then Cameron, then Lee? Uh, Taylor DeSarmo with MLive.com. Uh, when Martin got under you there with about 12 to go, it, uh, there's a lot of side drafting, and you got a little loose in turn one. What was that like from your seat? What were the emotions, and, and how did you describe that moment? Yeah, I knew that was that was going to be really tough. <laughs> and um, I, where they were so good was just wrapping the bottom. And I seen it yesterday in the race, and uh, we talked about it uh, when we went into rain delay that you know felt like the 19 was probably the car to beat. And um, you know was just able to maneuver, get through traffic very well, and so. Um, you know, knowing that we um, uh, we had to, to commit to a little bit higher, kind of a, a low mid lane, to make our, our maximum uh, or our minimum lap time to uh, try and make max speed, and um, you know that was letting him get a, enough clean air to be able to, to get really close to us at times. So, uh, you know, just work to try and try and cover as best we could, and um, you know that that one I, I missed, he got a good run down the bottom, and um, I just didn't didn't pull the car down the hill far enough, and he was able to pull up on our, on our quarter panel there. I knew that was going to be a, a very difficult move to defend. And, um, you know, fortunately at that moment we were close enough uh, to, uh, to the tail end of the field that we were able to pull a little bit of draft from the outside lane. And um, I guess probably on, on the unfortunate side, it's also probably the reason that we lost some speed, just being that little bit of dirty air, and it probably got us that little bit of tight. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it – Hurt us to get in that position, but also helped pull us out of it. And um, you know, and, and Truex is a very clean racer, and um, you know, try and live by that that same mindset uh, ourselves, so that we can uh, get in those situations and have that level of respect where we're going to be able to race race hard and race clean, and, and you know, get a get a win out of it, but but say that we work for it. Richardson NASCAR.com. Chris, what does it say about your progression as a driver in your rookie cup season? You won, but you were one and done in the playoffs. Now you banked multiple wins this season. What does it say when, you know, you've got two wins and it feels like you can make that deep run in the playoffs instead of being another one and done? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, it's not just me. I think our, our group is has come so far. Um, I don't think that after last week um, we, we – Ever uh, ever thought we would be one and done? I, I think that um, you know coming into this week, before uh, where we're sitting right now, we knew that we had some really good uh, races coming up for us before the playoff start. Um, you know, with this one, uh, maybe not feeling quite as strong as uh, as some of the road courses and Daytona coming up even. So uh, you know that certainly sets well with us. Um, I think that if you look at the playoffs and the rounds. Uh, great racetracks for us that, that we've been very strong at. Uh, Bristol that we won at last year. Uh, you know, so some road course races in there, Talladega. Um, you know, I, I'm missing some here. But but a lot of good racetracks for us that, 
make us feel like we're going to be able to make a make a run at this thing. And um, and I think that today really kind of kind of helps set that in in stone more for us. Um, but I, I don't think that we ever thought before today that 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 wasn't the plan. Uh, you know, I think it's just a lot of things have come a long way. Um, you know, we are consistently much faster when we get to the racetrack every week. Both of our race cars, uh, you know, Brad finishing fourth here today, um, you know, so that, that's both of us that have been very competitive the last two weeks together, but, but also we've been competitive at a lot of different places uh, through the year and uh, not always having the finish to show for it, and that's ultimately what uh, most people would judge it off of, but you know, we've certainly felt like we had momentum at a lot of these styles of, of racetracks to where uh, you know, our day was coming if we just did a good job and made all the right decisions and um, you know made the uh, made the right moves on restarts and you know everything that goes into this. Um, you know, it, it's not it's not just me. There, there's a massive team element to this thing. We have hundreds of people back in in Concord, North Carolina, that are helping us sit here right now. I'm gonna go to Lee and then Stephen. Lee Spencer, CatchFriends.com. Scott, you've been at the company long enough to see what Brad's influence has been. And, you know, we, before last year, Busher, no one had won in five years. And I'm just kind of curious if you can tell us who are not inside the walls at RFK, what is the fundamental change there? What is the difference between taking an organization that has tried to right the ship? I mean, we hear racing cyclical. But I can't tell you how many times I've sat in, you know, the January preseason stuff. We're going to write the ship. It's going to be better this year. But now we're seeing it. So can you kind of talk about the philosophy of that we're seeing there that hasn't been there in the past? Yeah, I think a lot of it is the, um, you know, in the past there's there's been expectations, right? Like you said, we're we're always saying we're going to write the ship and get things going. I think with Brad, I mean, there's expectations, but then he has been very adamant and supportive about actually giving us the tools. Um, he's really pressed for, you know, just getting the investments, like we got a new hauler this year, we got a new pit box. And those might not seem like big things on the outside, but they make um, coming to the racetrack easier. They make being in the race. So like just having all the right information in front of you, having the, the right equipment makes things better. And then just, you know, there's other things um you look at the shop everything is looks new you know a few years ago it wasn't something you'd necessarily want to you know you know you, you wouldn't want to take a lot of pictures of and, and put them out there but you look at it now and everything's bright uh, everything's clean and that that starts at that level but then it works down into everything you do and, and the expectations that that everyone has so um it, it it's hard to just say specifically what it is it's it's a lot of things but it's really just been his support i guess um, to the teams to make sure we have everything we need to be competitive. And, and Chris, um, Brad said that, you know, he expected to be okay at Richmond and okay at Michigan. He said once we got to Indy, we, he really thought that that was going to be the race that turned the deal around. But when I asked him specifically about you, I said, you know, what would you tell Chris at this point in his development? And he said, I wouldn't have him change a thing. Um <laughs> Where where do you see yourself compared to your first round of Roush to now? Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at how our season's gone, and you know, a lot of it does come back down to um, you know the organization and 
the the investments that, that have been made and the the things that have gotten better and put us in these opportunities. Um, you know, it, it was uh, when I was 15 years old and uh, was sitting in, in Robbie Riser's office at uh, at Roush and, and sitting there staring at a you know piece of paper that says, "Look, you got an opportunity to to do a development program here." Um, I didn't have a whole lot of credentials to be sitting in that office at that time. Uh, a lot of Legends car wins and um, not much big car experience at all. Um, you know, had a, an old late model that uh, David Reagan's old late model that we ran a few times. Um, David would go to the track and help spot, and um, he was a terrible spotter. But um, <laughs> turns out I, I am too. And uh, when I, I spotted for him running his. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. We're basically going to have to win. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive. One point to the good. And for fans to experience an event unlike any other. Yeah! NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 25th and 26th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. 